Everybody. Welcome to BTL, Born to Lead podcast. This is your host, Brett Kelly, and I've got a really good friend of mine coming all the way from Canada, but I'm saying coming from Canada, but we're virtual here anyway. So uh, I've got Sandy McKay with me, who uh, Sandy and I met each other. Uh, I don't know, man, we're maybe like a year, year and a half, maybe That's two. That's got to be longer than that, a couple of years, a couple of years at yeah, least. Something yeah. like that. I uh, met through uh, an organization through the uh, the real estate firm that we both uh, work within. And uh, Sandy is, I, dude, I, I wrote this down and even solidified it just after catching up for a little bit with you, but you are like, you are the humble leader for sure. <laughs> you're you're yeah. like, you, you don't, you don't really speak out of turn quite too much or anything but you are by all means an incredible leader but you just you operate so humbly man so thanks for coming on dude welcome thanks yeah super pumped to be here i think um honestly i, I need to work on that a little at times i need to be a little more uh egotistical maybe or out there <laughs> i don't know sometimes that creates buzz for people and it's maybe a an opportunity for some growth maybe on my end at times if as long as i if i can be, say, if you're yeah. conscious at, of it you can times. you can you can work it right yeah it yeah at, it, it depends on how you, how you want to go about doing it but it's what you're what you're doing man seems to be working pretty well so you might not really want to change yeah. a whole lot there but man you've got you know your your own construction company property management company you're you're a very successful real estate investor uh, you've also if if this is correct still the the top and number one uh real estate investing podcast in Canada that you guys yep. still, yeah. As far as I know, as far as I know, yeah, still number one, yeah. Seven years strong, so we've been going yeah. for a while. Dude, that, that is so cool. And, and in addition to that, uh, just found out you're, you guys, uh, you're just now launching, um, after a couple of years of, of hard work, launching a, uh, a nonprofit charity as well, which is really yeah. awesome. Yeah, be the change in your own backyard, should be fun. Um, we've been like, like itching to get it going and it's been, a year probably since we've been like, I think it's next week. It'll be or next month. And <laughs> it takes a long time, right? They really want to, obviously government wants to uh, make sure you're, you're okay to do that. And they, yeah. they run a whole bunch of checks on you and background and everything. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to get through, but it's good. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's exciting. I'm excited to launch it. Well, and, it's all, uh, it's all worth it. Get back. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all worth it in the end. So man, where, where, where did you come from to, to get this type of mindset that you've got and have established around, just continuous growth and developing these these organizations that you've got these companies i mean so my background for starters to go a little bit farther back i mean i used to be i was in the golf industry for a bunch of years um you know in my early early 20s there and so you know going into that i was um i was i played a lot of golf i always talk i always enjoyed the mindset side of it actually so like golf is a very big you know mind uh game really with yourself as you're going through it as, as you know and and hopefully some of the listeners play, play a little golf here it's a great sport but you can learn so much from that sport like you can in most sports but you can learn so much about yourself in that one because it's it's all you really on your own your biggest competitors yourself and they say um i forget who whose quote that is but um you know the, the biggest game it really is the the six inches or whatever between your ears that that you're playing it's not necessarily all the actual athleticism and stuff that that's, yeah. that really gets you over the top you know that gets you in the game but then there's there's a huge mindset thing you can look at you know tiger woods and everything as he's playing how crazy of a 
hard mindset that guy has like he's that's where he wins tournaments from and that's where a lot of them win is, is really in their mind so learned a lot through that as growing up and um and was able to pour that i think into into what we've done i think it's been a big asset there um because you know able to take your hits and, and understand that it's like when you, you miss a bunch of putts in a row and you're like i know i'm gonna make the next one it's gotta come right it's gotta come you just keep going and and so um and at the same time, when you're running hot and you're going and you're making good decisions and things are flowing, it's like, just, just carry that through. Right. And keep it, keep it going. And you know, yeah. you're going to make everything, you know, everything is a success. Just keep it. So I think just a couple of little quick examples there, but I think that's been really helpful in getting us where we are. And then um, obviously that trends you know, flowed into the couple other little side gigs or whatever, and then real estate and uh, real estate was crazy. Once we got in and opened up my mind to, crazy no there's no ceiling in this business so many different things you can do it's a really exciting business where um again same thing kind of your mind's a big i think it's a huge huge piece of the puzzle and the more you work on it the more work on that the more your business thrives because of it and so it's probably partially that golf thing i think i, I spent probably more time on my own self and my uh, my mind like getting into this industry than i would say the average person would and I think that's really, really made a massive difference overall. Um, over the seven, eight years, which is all I've been in it for, really, I, a lot of the investor side early on, and then realtor business uh, for the last six, six and a half years. I think it's interesting what you were mentioning about about golf and uh, you know the mindset for sure. And it, it's very easy, no matter what industry you're in, to to see the shiny object and just chase after that. You know, and, and all right. Speaking of Tiger Woods, I, I actually I remember this now. Like I did a, uh, I think it was in third grade, second or third grade. I did a book report about Tiger Woods, and I read in this book about his him him on the driving range, his dad literally standing right next to him or in front of him, something like that, playing a like a, a trombone or something like that. Like in his backswing, he's about to like hit, you know, crush the ball, of course. And his dad's just like playing a, a saxophone or something like some instrument. I don't know what it was, but he he was training himself in his mindset to eliminate all the distractions. And you've you've definitely become very good at doing that, man, with with just continuing to open up new opportunities, not just for yourself, but I, I see these as opportunities to create better lives for other people as well, man. That's what ends up happening, right? I think that's where you get, that's where most people would, that's where I did at least kind of get excited about um, things as you grow and you reach some personal success and that, and then it's just, okay, that's fun, but how much more fun is it when you got a bunch of people around you doing the same? Um, and that's kind of where you end up getting up in the morning or after that is because of that, right? You get to see other people thrive and doing cool things and you're like, you know, maybe get a little hit to the ego that you had a little, you know, hint of a, of a um, reason or, or support and help them do that. It's it's pretty cool, right? I think uh, that's a lot more exciting at the end of the day than just going there and crushing it and bringing in a bunch of money yourself. Yeah, like um, what? So what? You can go buy anything you want on Amazon. Great, but yeah, what, what does that really do, right? Yeah, and then something uh, pandemic hits and you're st stuck sitting there at home on your own and nobody's reached <laughs> out to you. Like, what fun is that? Yeah, not a whole lot of fun. Not a whole yeah. lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So, what what is what is the key to being such a humble leader that you are I, I know you were saying oh that could probably work on the you know being more egotistical <laughs> i don't think that's a, an awesome idea maybe in some cases i don't know but i mean you i've, I've attended 
uh, like virtual seminars you've put together where, you, you know, you've got guys from Rock Thomas, Hal Elrod, I mean, in, incredible uh, influencers, uh, not just within real estate, in general, mindset, personal development, and, and, and coaching industry and everything. And you do all of this, just, it seems like it's behind the scenes. But I know you're, you're like pulling a lot of strings and you do it so humbly. Like, what are the keys to doing that? I mean, I, I a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people really crave to be out there front and center, I guess. Some people are a little more naturally not necessarily that. I'm probably naturally not like the guy out there front and center all the time. I've probably developed a little more confidence to, to be comfortable in those scenarios now over the years. Definitely have. Um, it's not my natural way really about it. I, I would say, I'm, uh, you know, if you look at the, the whole disc profile thing like i'm a i'm a somewhere si some mix of that at least so i i like being around people and stuff i'm not like go hide in the corner and do nothing type but i'm not like over the top uh you know ruffling feathers and stuff too often or, or anything like that or needing a huge ego hit all the time part of it's probably a little natural but part of it's definitely just um i don't know i, I guess i'm just always thinking about what, what i can do for others and it, it, it if you're thinking about that it's hard to build yourself up and wanting to be the front and center piece of it all, all the time. I think, uh, I think the more you focus on that, you end up with a lot of great stuff in your life anyways. And so I just always, am thinking about how, you know, how, how can that, you know, how can you help that person in that scenario? This, and you end up being a little behind the scenes maybe at times, but you're in the, in behind the scenes, like raking in all bunch of good stuff. So, yeah. um, I don't know. That's kind of how I've always thought about it as I've grown and stuff and it's kind of more success. Obviously people have, you know, wanted to uh, talk with me more about that and invited me to, you know, be on stage at different things, be a little more of the, of the front and center piece, which is, which has got comfortable for me now, I would say pretty comfortable at least. And so it's um, when I say, I guess when I'm saying I need to maybe tweak that a little bit here and there, I think as long as you're conscious of it and you know what you're doing with it and you have, uh, you know, a, a, a use for it at the, in the moment, I think it can be, it can be worthwhile because I, I think, you know, you, you can, there's a whole marketing thing you can do around that where it does matter a little bit. You can't be this super quiet all the time and be in the back. You got to be out there and building, you know, uh, awareness of you or your brand or, you know, in some way at least, or else you're going to be the, the quietest person with a great, great product that nobody buys because nobody knows about it. Right. So there's, Pros and cons, I guess, at times for having both. Um, but yeah, staying humble. I mean, nobody loves hanging around that that person that's all about their own ego and everything all the time. It just gets mm -hmm. annoying, right? I think that yep. I think everybody, even if that attracts people at the beginning, because I I would say it does attract people at the, at the start a lot of times. Um, and look at that and people building out real estate teams and that, and you see the typical like really stereotypical kind of. Uh, you know, be in their chest type of, a, of an ego with a, a real estate individual who's selling a lot of houses and seeing their name all over the place. But it gets really annoying and to be around at times, especially when you're building team members and having other people to lead all the time. I think they just get sick of that after a while. So I've always tried to be a bit of a different version of that where, you know, just try to give them a platform for, for their own success. And so where they could, they could be the ones out there uh, with a bit of the limelight or a lot yeah, of the limelight. Okay. And uh, then they feel great and they get excited about that, right? Yep, that's, that is awesome, man. So you're, you're very good at, at achieving goals that you set out to, to accomplish, you know, and you get to the top of the mountain 
and then you see the other one in the distance and there you are you're on the other side and you're on the other mountaintop and you just keep going and you keep scaling and I, I, I really would love to know from you, man, how do you go about setting goals when you care so much about serving others? So like individual goals? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, so one thing I, I probably maybe could have worked in that last question too. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've been fairly conscious of it for the last few years, but maybe it just happened naturally for a while is I, I'm really pretty good at building out, uh, you know, people around me that are, um complimentary so like i can put my wife in that mix like she's high d driving type personality who's trust me if i'm if i'm sleeping in or something or doing that like she's on my ass trying to get me going like she's <laughs> she's the she's a bit the, the opposite so a lot of the drive and stuff uh you know she probably is a big part of that and even i can look at other people that i've gotten into business with and they're often that that type versus you know I, i'm usually the complimentary piece there that can kind of keep things uh, consistent and going longer term. And they're kind of more of the like, let's go today and get this done today types where I'm not really that, but both of those are important at different times. Right. So I think, um, I think I, I'm pretty aware of that now. And I think being aware of that is huge because I can find the right types of people that are going to work well with me and, and likewise with them. So that's been a big key. I would say is uh, finding the right people to be around. And uh, obviously the environment in, as a whole too is just, you know, every time I, I think I've done something cool, you know, you kind of level up and go meet someone else who's done something even way cooler. And you're like, damn, <laughs> that's so, that looks like fun. Like, let's go do that. That's fun. So I think uh, as long as you're building around a great environment, right. And, and that's huge. It's kind of, I don't think that's so underestimated how big that is. It's the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing. So it's the same thing as you look at a child growing up and the type of family they're growing up in, right. You can have the type with giving them everything and pouring into them, creating them successful or you have the type that's like you know whatever they're getting beat on or they're getting like like they're they're getting pushed backwards they're not getting lifted up in terms of like uh the energy they're getting from their parents or their, their surroundings so those are the people that you end up in a life cycle that you can't get out of because you're stuck in that that environment the whole time right so it's just such a big thing and i think probably a lot of the um kind of middle class uh get really stuck in that middle class version of that which which is not horrible, but there's a heck of a lot of other cooler stuff out there. And as long as you, you got to keep finding that next level or that next person or the next, you know, company or something to go hang around and, uh, and it'll get you excited again, typically I find. And so it's just being aware of that, finding a great environment. I think that's huge. What are some of the, the failures that you, you definitely are, are a great example of, like you said, having awareness around all of that what are some of the times or situations even just maybe one example of of something where it just totally flopped you didn't have that awareness of who you were in business with who you were uh you know who you had in your environment in your circle that really just i mean just tarnished every bit of what what success you were looking for i mean so i can look at yeah, a couple of big areas of my life with that with that um I have, I've, I, one of the things that really coincides with my, um, personal kind of, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's seeming successful kind of thing. I think there was a big moment where I moved towns right now. I, I moved, uh, uh, but an hour away, um, in my early twenties there, mid twenties, I guess. And, uh, it was, he kind of got a reset at life, right? It was almost like I was coming to a place. I didn't really know many people. My wife and I came together, but she wasn't my wife then. 
but um uh girlfriend so we moved out here together and kind of it still counts yeah (laughs) kind of revamped everything and i thought looking back on that i don't know if i was totally in my mind like uh aware of it at the time but looking back on that that was like a total we're almost like immigrants in a new town where you're like there was no preconceived like notion of who we were or anything so we kind of got to just reset everything and be like whatever we wanted to do um whereas i think if we had probably stayed where we were it wasn't horrible but it wasn't like we didn't have the peer group necessarily that we do now and so it's it really uh really changed a lot in terms of day-to-day activities and the mindset we had and everything and it just it just changed right and so we stopped doing some things started doing different things and like you can see it was uh it was a big kind of taking off point i would say in terms of life and business for us what uh what caused you to leave the the town that you were in before just kind of opportunity to be honest we were looking at something um out this way we were in the real estate investment world a little bit um starting to dabble into that and we were like the city we're in now hamilton uh, ontario was um uh was a hot hot investment city and we were kind of eyeing it and being like that looks like an interesting place there's all this gentrification happening it was kind of an up-and-coming cool city to go live in too for for the age bracket we're in so it was just all things kind of combining at once we're like that looks cool. And then we met someone um, in the realtor world and that was what triggered us to get in the real estate world uh, on the realtor side was um, meeting with him. And then, uh, yeah, he, he said, look, why don't you guys just come out this way? Like, what, well, why wouldn't you? What's holding you back? And um, we actually started, I started commuting, like driving an hour there and back to go sell houses in this town city we're in right now, which was kind of unique i would say most people probably don't drive an hour away to go sell houses they usually probably do it in their neighborhood yeah um or in their city at least so yeah we started doing that and i'm like man this great vibe out this way we gotta let's just go for it let's just get out there and do it like why not and uh yeah it just looked like a fun the environment that we had found ourselves in out, out here which was seemed like the right fit and we just went for it man and look at what look at look at all the awesome things that that have have come of the the simple move that it was well maybe it wasn't simple moving's never never simple especially like that yeah no it wasn't simple but it was uh trust me it wasn't simple we're going into a town that had a pretty negative um stigma for forever since i've been around and uh yeah my wife was from toronto which has a very positive outlook and awesome tons of stuff cool city anything you want right it's like uh it's it's the city in canada right for for life and excitement and stuff and so it was hard to pull her out of that area a bit to come out here. It was definitely tough, but uh, worked out for the best. Worked out for the best. Yeah, that's great, man. Would you say you are more so running towards something and you're chasing after something or are you running from something? Ooh, good one. Uh, I would say mostly towards. I don't have a whole lot of... Um, I don't know. I guess where, where my mind goes on that is you see a lot of people trying to, uh, you know, have had a bad, bad, uh, tough childhood or tough, you know, start in life. Right. And they're just anything to kind of get that memory out of their mind or to right. maybe to, maybe to, uh, you know, kind of I'll show you type of thing to that, that side of their life. I don't think I have that really, to be honest, times in my life where I'd be like, damn, I wish I did have that. Cause I'd be so energized about going <laughs> forward h- harder. But, uh, I mean, I had, I had a, pretty, I would say, uh, upper middle class childhood, which was, couldn't really argue about much. If anything, I was probably coddled too much, <laughs> to be honest, 
which um that's okay to be vulnerable and, and say that there's nothing wrong yeah with it's, it's, it's it's fine i think i think it is what it is it, it was great i have a lot of great memories there i think i'm more so running towards in terms of having just seeing what uh, even bigger life could look like and uh how they how, how much of an impact that can have on um on everyone really around me and i've even noticed people in my family as we've started having a bit you know kind of noticeable success i would say where all of a sudden we got some other people around us family members etc which are like that's kind of cool i want to like and they're starting to you know do things that i don't know if they would have done like without uh seeing other people in their world doing it all of a sudden right so that's really cool to see that which excites me more too to keep going and uh keep running towards the bigger thing is wow if i did that on 10x that what would that person or that you know that couple or that family what what else would they how much better could they be too by seeing us do that right yeah i think that's been really something i've noticed a lot last five years or so that's been really cool to see that is awesome man that is really awesome for them to see an example of it like hey you know i i can do all of these things too if i want to that's awesome yeah, yeah. that was really good what with, with continuing with you know the the compound effect of you just snowballing massively with your success what what's missing in 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 your world that you're piecing together now like what what are the goals that you're piecing together to get to x or wherever that may be I would say, um, I mean, it's constant never ending improvement in a lot of ways. So there's always the things that are never every aspect of my life. I mean, I don't think I'm like, you know, I made it there or whatever. It's still tons of things to work on. I mean, the whole, anything to do with leadership can, is my mind is the most important thing to keep leveling up on. And so I've kind of started focusing a little more on that. Um, you know, how much, it looks like a lot of different, that's a lot of different things, but um, getting better at leading people and everything is huge. The more and more people we have as like employees or team members and all that, it, it becomes more and more important. And it becomes a little more challenging too, because now you have so many more people and it's hard to spend time like you might've done with each individual earlier on. Right. So finding ways to like leverage that a lot is, uh, has been interesting because um, you can't replicate yourself. So finding other people or finding other ways to like, replicate at least components of what i would do mm -hmm. that's been interesting an interesting journey so far um so i'd say i'd say anything around that anything around like building out better leverage systems for leadership because i can leverage a bunch of stuff but how do you leverage the leadership part of it is tough because you really have to just get other people to really grow right around yeah. you and or, or find great leaders somewhere else which is uh which is because that's a huge piece ultimately when you have a team and everything, right? It's, it's one thing to be a great salesperson or, you know, hit goals really well, but can you lead others to do the same? That's a talent that not everybody has, right? Even Dude, successful it's such a people. fun challenge. It is mm -hmm. such a fun challenge. It's interesting. It's, it's ongoing forever, right? That's, that's yeah. the good and bad part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So t tell me about some of the, the team building things that you're working on right now and especially what, what you've been running into and and forced to overcome and endure through covid well yeah having yeah the team building in a virtual world is obviously has its own challenges getting that community and camaraderie is challenging for sure um you know we used to have people in our office all the time uh, we have an inside sales staff for example like they're in the same office all the time making calls smiling and dialing type of things having fun with it you know having little competitions and all that and 
all of a sudden it's okay let's try that virtually i guess i don't know what else are we gonna do and uh it's tough it's tough it's not really it's not the same because you can't you can you could sit here on zoom and call and all that and hear each other a little bit but you know people get zoomed out they get uh it's a little more tiring doing that i, I guess because you're you're not just in your natural space you're all of a sudden on the computer trying to figure that part out it's really tough for that to build the to build the community and camaraderie is those two things for sure really been challenging um so but it has kind of made us look at it differently right and, and find out different tweaks on that and how we can do at least some version of it and um you know we've had to pour into the people in different ways so making making a lot more phone calls to them and stuff or check-ins and just say hey how you doing type things right just like not even just a you know business call just to you know how are things you have to I, I found we've been making a lot more still even though we're you know we're in a, you know i'm in my office all the time now and we're, we're most of our some of our teams here day to day um i just find you're doing a lot more of those types of things just catch up type calls and whatever and intentionally i would say too not just like necessarily because i'm thinking about it doing it it's like consciously i think we need to do more of that so yeah. as a team kind of just doing a little more feels like awkward at the beginning a bit but you know it's checking in as if they're really your family right just say hey, how you doing sister mom dad whatever but they're not your parent they're your team members but just as you would check in with like family members of that in that way doing a little bit of that type of stuff so i think that's been interesting to see that evolve and um uh yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man. To be honest, it's been tough, it's been tough. But uh, but we've had a great year, like in business wise, we've been doing really well. So I I guess we're doing a good, pretty decent job, because uh, we've been growing and really, uh, we'll we'll be like at least fifty percent or so growth this year almost. So um, that's awesome, man. It's, that's yeah, great. It's pretty good overall. It's been a good year still, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we've we've always we've if there was going to be a down sick in sales and there has been in sales for us where we are, it's been like, let's, let's take that market share. Right. That's been always the model model since the start of this was, this is the opportunity we've been waiting for. Right. Yeah. And it all comes around every 10 years or so let's, let's make it happen. What are you, what are you running into as far as gaining engagement from, from your, your companies and, and the, the team members that you have? Are, are you, are you, finding some have more engagement than, than others, or is it flatlined and you guys are elevating that at this point? No, some, yeah, some have more than others. Definitely. I think, uh, I find, you know, I need, um, if you're like the main leader in the group or company or whatever, I think you need to have, you need to have a few others that are really big supporters of you. And obviously, you know, bring it down to the troops, so to speak, the front mm -hmm. line type of thing. Um, you got to find, you have to have that second layer of like really, really top people that are going to be obviously growing and, and building and, and probably taking your, over your role in some way uh, down the road. You got to have at least a, another group of great people there. Like if, if you don't have that second layer, then it's all you all the time trying to inspire people. It doesn't really work that well because then it's just, you know, if you're the one running the team, it's your, even if it's your name on it or something, then mm -hmm. yeah, obviously you're the one who said it, but you need that people that are kind of, um, we call like servant leaders that are there that are just doing it seemingly. Some people might not even know why the heck they're being like that, but it's cause they're, that's just their mindset, right? That's their, their natural or their way they've 
been brought up, I guess, to act or they, they've been trained or, or learned about acting and they, they're really the biggest piece, I think, because they're the ones that are your, um, uh, what do you call it? your like your advocates and uh, people are going to follow that, right? Where they might not follow me or that leader all the time, that number one person all the time, mm -hmm. they might follow that second layer because they're coming at it from a different light, right? So that's been cool. I think you really need that second layer of really good leaders. That's big, big in well, getting. They're, they're, dude, they're blocking support. a lot. They're blocking for you a lot and and helping yeah. you at the same time so that's that's one sense of leverage there too huge yeah on the higher level leverage definitely it's huge yeah. um as things get bigger you need more and more of them right so it's yeah. that's where you just you have to be building leaders if you're not then you're not going to get that layer there that protects you helps you you know they're not going to grow themselves that's it's huge you can't just have a great sales team let's say that just crushes sales and doesn't grow like they've got to be growing personally uh themselves as leaders as well definitely what are you're you're a young guy so do you find it it just the stigma about being young as a as an incredible leader do you find that people are like off off put by that sometimes or do you see trouble in getting buy-in ever from others due to that I think I used to think, I, I would say I used to think that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think now I don't honestly, not really anymore. I think, um, that's how, however you look at it. Right. I mean, yep. I, I look at it as a great thing cause it's like, yeah, I mean, I got the energy. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm not going to fizzle out, you know, at, uh, <laughs> five hours into a long day. I, I got, I got energy to go. I can go for like 15 hours if I of solid work, if I need to. Um, whereas some people probably get, over overwhelmed tired drained maybe if they're older right yeah. so i'm not really gonna happen to me so i don't know i think you can look at it either way right and it's um it's uh it's a pro or a con depending on how you look at it and who who's looking at it so if you make it a great thing and that's gonna that's gonna go into others and they're gonna see it as that too that's so awesome. you just gotta be confident in it i love it i love it what, what would you say sandy are, are the keys to developing other leaders or future leaders letting them screw things up like all the time yep and then being okay with that because i i there's so many moments in my day where i see something we use um slack for example like for a lot of our conversations in, in between our teams and uh there's so many times i i have to delete myself off some of the the chats because there's like i, I don't even want to see them because it it just so tempting to chime in and be like, Oh, I know how to do that. I can, here's how, here's how you do that. What do you, they're going back and forth trying to figure out how to do something. And I'm like, I know the answer. I know it like, <laughs> right now, but I, you, I'm not going out. I'm not going in on it because they got to figure that out. And if they, the most tempting one is you see something really getting, as long as it's not catastrophic, but you see them screwing it up, like kind of pretty badly <laughs> and you know it and you know the answer to make it an easier solution. But you can't go in and just fix it. You can't like, you can't just go in and give them the answer. You can, but that's going to mean you're doing that the next time and the next time and the yep. next time. And they're not going to learn from it either. Even if you go fix it, they're still not going to learn. They might, oh, okay, they, thanks. And then move on. And then it comes up again and they still don't remember it. Cause it wasn't a big enough moment to remember, remember how to do it. Right. So that's tough. Cause it's, it's especially, you know, in business, that's usually money out of your pocket, potentially, you know, you could have deals fall through because of that. Um, you could lose team members because of stuff like that. You can lose so many different things. So it's kind of weighing how important that issue is towards how big of a growth opportunity is that for the person 
Yeah. If they let, if they're kind of let to fail in some of those moments, um, then that they build that muscle and then it's there and then you never have to do with that again. Right. And they get that opportunity to grow. And so I think that's pretty big, the right, a right type of leader and one that wants to grow is going to understand that and be thankful for it. If not right away, then at some point down the road. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I, th- I think that's where a lot of people maybe, you know, the more micromanager type person might really get in the way a lot. I'm pretty good at not getting in the way now at this point, uh, which I think is a, pretty important piece um to allowing others to grow i think that's as big as anything really yeah i see it a lot too man i mean people are very very hard on themselves and and run into a lot of issues issues and barriers when they can't let go of the vine you know they they just Mm. hang on to it hang on to it they're solving all the problems for other people so they're honestly never letting go of that job for somebody else to grow into it they're just keeping that job forever and ever and ever and ever I think that's probably what would cause more, more of a retention issue than, than an, an opportunity to grow. Yeah, it does actually. It's, 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 it's tough. Like I said, the, the, the dichotomy to it, right? You gotta, at times you need to jump in on those things at times, at times you not. That's, those are the toughest things in leadership. I would say is that those moments, right? Where you just make a decision to jump in or not on things and, you're not always doing the right thing, you know, but over time we do the right thing more often than not, hopefully. And it's going to be positive, but yeah, you lose, you lose people because you jump in on too much, too much of those things. Yeah. They want to grow. They want to, they want to, they want to be given the confidence to let them do their own thing and let them screw it up. Um, and I think showing them that you're, you giving them the confidence to do it too, like is a big, a big thing. And even if, the, even if they're scared, you know, crazily scared about whatever it is that you're giving them um you know it's it's those moments where you show them faith and confidence in them and then they grow really quick over that um i've seen a lot of that and you you know i've probably given some people some leadership roles at times where maybe they weren't quite ready or a little bit too early but even in those cases it's usually worked out good because they've they've you learn quick if they're going to pick it up and run with it or not. Right. And if they're not, they're not, you can jump in pretty quick, but if they are, it's like they can go really fast, which is cool to watch. No, that's awesome, man. Well, dude, tell me, tell me about wealth building. You, you, you know, you seem to know a whole lot about this stuff, man. So wealth building and, and, and just continuing to develop more opportunities one after another, like what's the secret? You got to have a secret here, Sandy. That's our, that's our kind of our team mission, right? Helping others build generational wealth. That's our uh, kind of tagline mission that we try to portray in everything we do with our marketing and everything too. And we're, that's always something we're pushing out there. Um, and so that's great that you think that, I, that, I, that I'm great at that because that, that means something's <laughs> working there. Uh, I mean, a lot of that's been, I got in this, this uh, real estate world through investing and that sort of sp- side of it which I always am kind of shocked that there's not more real realtors in like the investment side of it. Cause it's a great niche to be a part of and you learn so much and you can grow um, your own wealth really, really well by understanding some of those, uh, some of those strategies and methods and stuff. And, um, and I spent a lot of time in that. So like I, I, and through that you learn, like you, you deal with a lot of investor clients who are pretty savvy financially, typically like, uh, they're, they have money to invest with, so they're at least doing a little bit right. You know, not all of them are running big, you know, big things, but some of them are running some pretty cool 
my businesses and you know so we spending uh, some time with them showing the properties all that you get to you know learn from them and you can I would always ask them questions and be a little curious about how they run their business. How do they, how the heck are you able to buy a, you know, 30 unit apartment building or something? Mm -hmm. And like some of them are young too. And so you learn, you learn through, uh, through asking questions and stuff. So I think, um, I've learned a lot through that. Um, and I guess I've just, uh, put energy on it. I mean, I've, I've always been intrigued, not always, I should say, but in the last 10 years, at least always been intrigued by learning how to, how to grow uh, financially. I think that's a, it's, it's not all about money, obviously, but growing financially is a huge piece to uh, living a great life because you can do a whole lot of great things with a lot of money. Can't do anything really with no money. So um, it's important. I just think it's important. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's one of those ta taboo topics, right? Those people don't love talking about it, family stuff and things like that, but it's like, why not be open about it and talk about it? It's important. You know, you need well, to make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you, you have the opportunity to to have a really good or a really terrible relationship with money. And yeah. I think a lot of people are just afraid to have that conversation with other people, but also with themselves to know where they're at and even think where they want to go. There's so many people Definitely. just drop the ball and don't even consider where they really want to go and then how to get there. So you've got something you're going to going to throw here for us, Sandy, in the BTL toolbox. That's the financial freedom calculator or something you told me you didn't have a name for it so i don't know if we want to call this. i think that's the name let's go with that i think it's uh i think it's uh it depends who i'm giving it to i kind of what <laughs> it might call it something different but that's what it is Spanish oh, so i feel a little bamboozled by by you just not having a name for this year so i don't know let's get rid of that bamboozled uh, mind that you got then let's <laughs> it's 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 a financial freedom calculator let's call it that it's based off uh tony robbins book money which is a great book if if anyone wants to learn about more generational wealth building type of strategies amazing book uh to learn from there and really that that calculator makes it a little bit easy to just calculate the type of numbers you need in your life to live a financially free life whether that be like um there's five layers of it on that model so like financially free financial vitality so financially free is like i got most of my basics covered and i'm not really needing to like all my passive income is putting money on the, putting food on the table shelter all the basics mm -hmm. but then there's like four or five other levels you could go to with that right with which is ultimately the goal is to have passive income paying for every single thing that you ever want in life and working becomes completely optional right and, and anything you do really becomes optional at that point um so it gives you a path to, you know, how much cash do I need in my life, in my world? You're starting with the end of mind. How much cash do I need in my life to be, literally, I could go sit at home, do nothing, yet I have cash returning at whatever percent you want. I, I think on the on there we use 7%. So if you can have ca uh, enough cash to return to 7% ROI, that will fund everything you want in life. And, um, you know, some people, it's a smaller number than you think for the, some, it depends on what you want to do in life. Some of the mm -hmm. big stuff is, is expensive to get to, but the first few levels of it, um, it's, it's a lot more achievable maybe than you might think, especially when you, you look at it and you go, Oh, I, I can get there. You figure out a path to get there. Then it just becomes about how do I get a, a path to get to that? And then it also has your household budget and all that and where you can allocate funds in there too. So it's pretty useful. That's uh, awesome. I man, I, I love the tracking behind all of it. And using 7%, that's like, you know, a, a pretty conservative ROI. Like that's a pretty good cap rate, but it's very conservative yeah. at the same time. You know, you hear all these guys that 
are always talking about like, oh, nothing under 12%, nothing under 12 Like, all right, that's that's cool. But seven, that makes it very obtainable for most people. To you can expedite it. it, right? You can go to, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you feel you know how to get 15% return regularly, then plug that in and you're, you're going to get there even faster. Yeah, man, that's so good. And for everybody listening, we're going to have the Sandy's financial freedom calculator that's going to be in the BTL toolbox. And in order to have access to the content, got to make a charitable donation to your new charity, Sandy, the, the one that you guys just started off. And this is uh, yeah. be the change in your own backyard, right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Awesome model, man. I love that. That's a great way to, uh, to give back. So that's cool that you do that. And um, would love to hopefully help some people with that. And uh, if they want to donate in return for that, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I love being able to, to play the give and gain game with, with all of it. So that's, that's, what, that's what this is all about, man. That's what it's awesome, all about. Awesome. awesome. Well, Sandy, where can people learn more about you, find out more about you, and hear, <laughs> hear your, your awesome accent some more? Uh, I appreciate it. That's why I listen to your podcast. Well, not the only reason. You have really good content too. Well, you can uh, you can find out a lot more. You can listen to our podcast. It's it's really a Canadian based uh, investment podcast, but it's a lot of the same stuff applies. If you go to breakthroughreipodcast.ca, um, got a new newer podcast that I just recently launched it's called the uh, Team Building Podcast for Canadians, which is kind of also Canadian, but it's uh, again a lot of the same stuff applies. Uh, and then um, you can check. Uh, check me out on any, social media, anything like that. You can probably find me if you look me up or if they want to go directly, Sandy McKay, Sandy at McKay Realty Network.com. Uh, they can reach out to me. We could chat more. I can give some more resources or feedback or whatever they want to do. Happy to help out. Man. Thank you so much, Sandy. This has been, been awesome. I always love having conversations with you. It's especially via zoom. This is great, but mostly <laughs> when, when we're, you know, at conferences and stuff, that's fun too. So hopefully yeah, we'll man, be back to that soon. Pre- yeah, it was amazing. I, I love, love, love giving back. Love being on uh, and talk, talking to uh, others that are thinking big and doing cool stuff. So, congrats on the, the show here, getting it going, and, and the excitement and the growth you've had. It's, uh, it's awesome, and you're doing a great thing. So keep it, keep it rolling. And um, I'd love to support it again, however we can in the future. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for checking this one out. And you'll see everything in these show notes on how to find more about Sandy, as well as the content in the BTL toolbox.